Welcome to Book of Vegas. Here we are. It's been more than a week, and uh, I think the pandemic is over. I turned on my uh, social media today, and the top 15 posts had nothing to do with the pandemic. One of them was uh, that Trump is threatening to make adjustments to social media, strong hand of the government. Um, the other one is obviously the racial issue between uh, the another I can't breathe situation. And then on top of that, the lady with her poodle crying bloody murder when a black gentleman says, could you please put your dog on the leash in Central Park? So these are, um, these are interesting things. Also, an indication of where we are now with the pandemic. Just yesterday, I was thinking to myself, we're going to beat this thing. And I use the word beating this thing. It's because the media is using the word beating this thing and victory against this uh, pandemic, the disease. Um, I think we're going to beat this thing when we stop talking about it. Because the numbers have indicated that, yeah, we were afraid of this. We were very much so afraid of this, and we were worried. We took uh, these measures to make sure we're protected. But now numbers also indicate that maybe we may have overshot it. And I say, you know, better, better be safe than sorry. So I think we pulled it off. However, uh, the story still is there. The story is there because uh, the suicide numbers are up. The suicide numbers are up. I was listening to NPR the other day and also New York Times also covered this. Um, in a week, daily, the suicide call centers are receiving weekly amounts when like compared to last year in one week in one day they receive one week's worth of suicide related calls at the call center ladies and gentlemen mental health is uh, it's a thing it's a very important thing it's a thing that we're also neglecting it's a stigma we do not wish to speak to those who might be suffering and we expect the ones who are suffering from any type of mental illness to figure it out on their own. You can't just figure these things out. I went, and I went to school for this and uh, especially if you are the person who is suffering from these things, you can't just figure it out because your figuring out components are broken. They're not. They're not fully functioning, and um, thus, your maybe you're a great problem solver. You can crush a, you know, senior level high school math uh, problem. But if you're having mental difficulties, and if you have some sort of illness in your brain, then it's just not easy to address those things.
because you're not fully equipped. Uh, we have a phrase in Turkish, uh, the tailor cannot sew his own pants. Mental illness is like that too. You cannot necessarily uh, cure yourself. Now, it takes a certain amount of effort um, to like recovering from addiction and such those those require some sort of self the will to self-improve they do it like you look at your life and you say i want a better life but again you don't god damn this fly i killed it on we go um this um yeah, like once you decide, say you're an addict, you want a better life for yourself by yourself. It's very rare by yourself you can have a comeback from it. You do need assistance. There are methods for this. Try to improve the methods for this. So the, as the week goes on, um, like I said, the COVID is, I think it's over because it's not in the social media anymore. Now we're going to hear uh, about, I'm predicting we're going to hear more about uh, the election campaign and the economical status of United States. And then, uh, but this, this, this thing is new that Trump has threatened to maybe interfere how social media operates. You know, we've been warned about this, just like we've been warned about the uh, Women's March back in the day. Um, I believe the power of comedy. And then, but I believe in power of comedy in a sense where the real comics are the wordsmith. And they are who they are, and they are capable of doing what they're capable of doing. Has a lot to do with practice, but not necessarily the practice that one would think. I believe a comedian is a collector of random information and this is this is something that you have since childhood it's a, it's an it's an educational thing it's a way of uh, how you were brought up i was exposed to a lot of random information and i was curious about it too so the the Comedians who we listen to, who we pay attention to, who we respect their opinion. It's not because they can write a funny joke. It's because they speak of the truth with the best possible language while delivering it in a lighthearted fashion. Because the facts, the truth doesn't change so it can be funny. Now, there's this uh, silly thing that I learned in the States. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. I never endorse that. 
and uh, I don't like it when anybody does it, let alone comics. Uh, because what it is, is you just like say, you, you want to talk about a lighter. And then you make up things about a lighter to be funny is not impressive for me. But if you have a story with a lighter and you tell that story in a funny way, I respect that. Plus, a like uh, sometimes things happen in life where... I believe where you can't make these things up. They have to happen to you so you can you, you have these the, that knowledge and how it happened and then you check across the board. Nothing like that has ever happened to anyone else but you. And in this case, say with a lighter. Do I have a lighter story? I'm sure I do. I have to think about it. Like I hung out with people who... Uh, were part of a like a frat club, like a sorority. Sorority is for women, and the frat frat club is for boys, I guess. And uh, they their thing was they would heat up the. Uh, they were called IPP, International Party Patrol. They would heat up the uh, the head of the lighter. And then once it's hot enough, and if you part of your initiation, you would just like press that on your skin. And then evidently the market leaves upside down is a smiley face, which was the logo of the IPP. Ain't he funny about that? No. Did funny things happen while people were trying to burn themselves? Yes. The idea of some assholes want to burn their forearms to be a part of something that just is uh, just a train wreck. I'm sure you can dig in there and find something funny. Now, why am I talking about comedians? Why am I talking about what I find funny? And why am I talking about why I listen to certain people? Because certain people with knowledge, they predict things and then they just put this forth in, in public and they just share this information. They let you in on a secret or a, maybe an angle that you have not paid attention to before. Uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, his, his specials came out after Trump was elected, after the Women's March happened, and he warned in his special, he warned us, I'm going to say us because he's talking to a you know, large crowd, he said, be careful how you conduct yourself with these women's marches, that the way the discourse is working, the way people are lashing out about things. Uh, he said, be very, very careful because the man you're after can come back in much harsher forms. Two years after that special, when he released his next special, he said, remember what I told you about be careful? Because they, when they, when these people that you're rising against come back, they come back even like harder. Uh, two years later in his special, he said, well, now eight more states have more stringent abortion laws in place. So 
when you're conducting business with something and you're trying to, you know, rise against it, you need to prepare yourself for a backlash. I don't know if those states were ready for this level of backlash where, you know, uh, abortion was regulated. This is two years after the Women's March. Eight states put in more stringent laws on abortion. That was the answer to the way people protested and the way people spoke of the new administration and the regiment. So fast forward to uh, maybe about a year ago when uh, Joe Rogan and his party was pointing out the fact that social media and its censorship was favoring the left over right. And um, a lot of people like Alex Jones and whatnot, they got banned, Milo. Uh, what's the Irish, Scottish dude, Muck, Muck, Muck. I, you know the one I'm talking about, the hipster guy. He got banned. There's so many others, so many others for certain things. And uh, I'm watching left, left comments and I'm watching right comments. Left is nasty. Left chooses to use vulgar language and nasty very quickly. Nothing happens to them. And then uh, when right wing opens their mouth, about something, it becomes this no big no-no, and then they get banned, censored, their posts get removed. Uh, and when Joe Rogan was focusing on this and they were debating this, he said, he was speaking to some of the higher-ups of social media, he said, my only concern is if you guys go the way you guys are going, Government may interfere with your administration, referring to the social media administration. He said, if you guys go about it the way you guys are going about it, government is going to regulate the way you're handling these cases. So, and this morning I woke up to a post, I think it was... It was by Independent. It said uh, Trump threatens to uh, regulate social media because under Trump's tweet, someone, uh, actually Twitter, just put a remark saying this has been fact-checked and this is wrong or some sort of a red circle around his, uh, Trump's tweet. And Trump is not going to take that. Trump is the king of this country right now. He is the leader of this country. He has executive decision power. And there you are now treating him like everyone else. Of course, it's the American thing to think that everybody's equal. Thus, everyone should be, you know, no one is above the law. Well, some people are. If you really think that no one is above the law, you're wrong. Because law is 
in the hands of humans and humans can act out. This is not some, you don't have to be a genius to come to that conclusion. It's just how it is. Um, but this is all as a result of when you attack, you must prepare for some sort of retaliation. And the retaliation might be so much stronger. Here's a good example from our history. Remember Pearl Harbor? And then remember the atomic bomb being dropped right after? And then everybody's like, oh, America is the evil? Well, don't poke a bear. I guess that's the lesson you learn. Don't poke a bear. If you're dealing with a bear, you need to approach that bear respecting that bear to start with. I don't care what you're going to teach that bear, but if you respect that bear, chances are that bear is not going to eat you. But if you disrespect a bear, it is possible it might just chop your head off with one swing because it's so much stronger than you. Just because you stand out there uh, for, I don't know, however many people you get together and you feel good about yourself and you guys all look alike, that does not make you stronger. And it's, it's just, it's, you need to figure out, a, you need to have a plan, you need to establish yourself and stand in front of an establishment as an establishment. Every time crowds rose against the administration, they got clubbed to the head. It's just, that's how it works. It's not, I'm not endorsing it. I'm just seeing the pattern and how some ignore these patterns. It's, it's beyond me. Uh, I always say history repeats itself. Today, I read something that is better than that. Um, history doesn't necessarily uh, repeat itself, but it rhymes. It rhymes. So take it from there. Just pay attention to what you pick your fights. Pick your fights. Don't pick a fight that you know you're gonna lose just to pick a fight. Live it. Live to tell a story the next day. Because in this fight, if you lose, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, some funny stuff. Some funny stuff. I find these things hilarious, by the way. Like right now, uh, my daily um, reality show during the week is uh, to watch our press secretary's briefings. They're amazing. They're choreographed too. Uh, she takes a bunch of uh, hot questions from the enemy reporters, let's call them that, and then at the end there's a cute brunette. I don't know what their signal is, I don't know how they communicate, but at the end of each briefing this cute brunette asks a question that the press secretary actually wants to answer or a topic that she would like to bring up. 
So she has her fellow uh, so-called reporter asks this perfect question, sets the press secretary up, and the press secretary uh, ends on that note. So just keep an eye on it after like the heated questions are asked. By the way, when I say heated questions, hot questions, those reporters are doing such a child, juvenile, shit job. They, it, it's crazy how terrible they're doing. Um, like yesterday, one lady asked the press secretary, well, you know, the president lowered the flags for all the lives lost, uh, all the lives lost with, during the pandemic. What else is he going to do? What else do you want him to do? Like, people are dying. Very sad. What do you want people to do about it? Do you want the leader of your country to just, like, stop everything? And then... Some people are like that. This has nothing to do with Trump. I worked in environments where... Uh, where my approach to things is... Let's check it out. Whatever that is, whatever the next project is, whatever the next challenge is, whatever the next problem is, whatever the next scale link is, I my approach has always been, all right, let's check it out. Now, this behavior of mine has always been brought up during the evaluation. Who the fuck are you to evaluate me? Who the f how good are you doing your thing that you're gonna sit me in the same room and then say, well, here, we're gonna give you this much score and here, we're gonna give you that much score. By the way, during those times, I always scored the, the top possible score possible. I, I, I always got the best score possible. Cause that's what I do, I just crush it. But it was always flagged. This attitude of mine, let's check it out attitude of mine, was always flagged and it was perceived as I don't care. I'm like, I do care. I, I care a lot, but you want, for your value system, you are expecting a level of reaction that is going to satisfy you or you think that's going to satisfy you but it's not going to satisfy you because you are a type of person that will constantly ask for more of whatever that is that you're seeking you lower the flags for three days for those who lost their life during the pandemic that's not enough now, what, you gotta just like cry and beat your knees while you're crying? I can guarantee you somebody else is gonna come and say, well, he, he lowered the flags, beat his knees, what else is he gonna do? People, we gotta get on with it. We gotta get on with it. Like, it's, um, I remember when my grandma died, I was on the phone with my dad. And uh, I loved my grandma. And I was sad, and she lived a long life. She died when she was like 101. I was sad that she passed away, but I was more sad that I couldn't be there for my father. Because losing a parent is a big deal. Now I have experienced that myself as well. Um, 
I was so sad that day because I couldn't be there for my father. And we were all over on the phone. I asked him, well, dad, like, what are we going to do now? And he said, well, what time is it? I said, well, it's 8.30 in the evening. He goes, have you eaten yet? I said, no. He goes, why don't you eat? Put a glass of wine next to it. And just life goes on. Life does go on. With or without you, life goes on. And uh, approaching these things with uh, that open mind and not focusing on what else I can get more and focus on the inventory in hand and being grateful about it is, I think, the way to go. My name is Ingenieshinyamish, and you have, I don't know if you've lasted this far, but you've, you've just watched another episode of Book of Vegan. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and week. God bless. Bye-bye.